Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this episode is all about the subject of how to handle local artist competition and turn it into a helpful community instead. There are going to be heated situations that arise from conflict between you and another artist in your area or online. How do you deal with it? So I'm just going to be talking about a few instances where I've had to deal with conflict and lessons that I've learned from handling it wrong. And I know you guys love a bunch of drama, but I'm going to try not to focus as much on the drama, sorry, and more on just the solutions that have come with it to help, you know, create a more of a community rather than a whole bunch of local artist competition, which I believe it's just better for all of us to work as a team rather than feel like we're against each other. And it's really easy to feel like if I don't get a job and somebody else does, like they, oh, dang it, like they they took that from me or to get jealous of like, oh man, like that that's such a cool project. I want that. Or I think if we all look deep in ourselves and are honest, they're like, okay, yeah, like it, sometimes situations arise and sometimes people act on them and it can cause drama. And so I'm going to tell you a couple of things of where things have happened and how we've overcome it. And now we're working as a community. And I've had a couple Artist Academy members reach out to me and just help them talk through some of the situations that they're going through. They'll say something like, this local artist just reached out to me because they think I'm stepping on their turf or they just got a commission for something that a local artist that they know specializes in and they don't want to step on their toes. And they're like, how do I handle it? And so we're going to talk through a couple of things of my experience of how I've handled it and my suggestions to them and you. Because making a friend can open up so many more doors rather than burning a bridge, right? For instance, I've gotten messages from local artists saying things like, hey, this customer just blew me off. I did a mock-up for them I and they just have stopped responding or they've said that I'm too expensive now, but I really wanted this job. Can you let me know if they reach out to you? And I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. Like, I think we all know that frustration of doing a little bit of work for someone who is like, I just want to see, you know, what you can do for me or maybe just do like a quick drawing or whatnot. And then you do a, the mock-up and then they're like, never mind, or they ghost you. Ugh, that's the worst. And so this has happened several times, either on my side or on somebody else's side where they're like, something went wrong in some way. And I've either pushed them back or at least pushed them away from me and back to the artist or something has happened to where there's been a miscommunication. Like I've shared before in my book, there was this one miscommunication to where I was doing a mock-up for a customer and for some reason they just, they canceled on me and I was like, okay, that's weird. Whatever, like people do that. And I hadn't taken a deposit, even though I know better. I know better. (laughs) And typically I take a $500 deposit before I do anything, but this guy seemed nice on the phone and he just just seemed like, I don't know. I was like, ah, sure, I've I've got this job in the bag. And I did it. It was very quick mock-up. It took me like 15 minutes maybe. Sent it to him. He was happy. And then turn around and he canceled. And I'm like, okay, that's really annoying, but whatever. At least I'm only out like 20 minutes, right? And then I hear from a local artist that, hey, this customer is reaching out to me about doing a mural. I thought you were doing a mock-up for them. And I was like, yes, I was. They said that they didn't have any budget anymore. What the heck? 
And so she was telling me, oh no, they're they're asking me of me for a design. Like they're there's they said they still want something. And I'm like, what the? So I messaged the customer and I'm like, hey, is there something wrong with the design? Are you wanting to see something different? And they assured me, oh no, no, I just, you know, my my budget can't afford this. And like, okay. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're just trying to get it cheaper from another artist. Like story of my life, right? So I reached back out to the artist and I just screenshot showing what they said. And she's like, that's weird. And then the customer reached out to her again. Hey, I'd really like you to do a mock-up for me. And she knew that I had already done a mock-up for free. She, she didn't want to, uh, the same thing happened to her and he goes to her. So she came back to me again. And I went to him again. And I'm like, hey, I know you're talking to this artist. What's up? <laughs> like, What can I do for you? And he's like, oh, and it was just a mix-up. It was a price mix-up. And he thought that I was charging 3000 and I actually quoted him 2000 and or that that's what he told me anyway. And you just, you have to believe him. So got it straightened out and whatnot. And I ended up doing the job for them. But thankfully, you know, thankfully I had trained this other artist and had really pushed the community over competition thing with her and helped her. So she was looking to help me back and we ended up getting it worked out. But things like that, it's so much better to have a friend than to have competition because I know some artists who would be like, oh, maybe they don't want to work with Andrew anymore. I will gladly work with them and just take them on and don't say anything. <laughs> because like, whatever, all's fair in love and war, right? I don't know. Like, Because a lot of people are just out for themselves. And I think coming at it like that, like I'm sure that other artist that let me know that customer was coming to her, she would have loved to do that job, right? And most artists would because we're all just thinking of ourselves the majority of the time, right? We're just, we want to be booked out. We want to make the big money with murals. And this was a bigger project. And I'm sure that wasn't easy for her to give up and give right back to me. She, I'm sure she was kind of hoping like, hey, maybe I could end up doing this job. But but with the community over competition, she knows that in the long run, I'm going to send something back to her. And if she doesn't know, then she figured it out very quickly because I sent something back to her very quickly. I had some window jobs that I was like, hey, here you go. Do you want these? And she's like, yes. And that's my way of making it even. I'm a Libra. It's the scales. And I really like to have things even. So if somebody helps me out, I am much more likely to help them out back. I just, I like that even flow type thing. Another situation I've had customers reach out to me for a price on a canvas painting and it was kind of a weird one and I was like, oh, I'm not sure how much I would charge. And so I asked another artist about it. I'm like, hey, how, how much would you charge for this? And they just laughed and they're like, the same person reached out to me and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I gave them a price and I talked to the other artist about what price they gave and so I mentioned it to another artist. I'm like, hey, what would you charge for this? And they did said the same thing. And like three of us, the customer had reached out. And it just, it's fun to have that open conversation with artists because now I know that they're price shopping and if they, they're less likely to respond and I'm not, you know, going to be checking up on them later because I, I just, I know that they're price shopping. And so through artist communication, we were able to know that. However, if it was one that I really wanted to do, this one wasn't. It was just kind of a, a weird canvas painting that I wasn't very th thrilled about. But if there's one that I really want to do, like say a big logo job, love logo jobs, and I know that that person is price shopping, I'll go. And if, if I find that out and I, I will go and then ask that artist, be like, hey, 
would you want to work together? So if you get it, I'll come and work with you. Or if I get it, you can come work with me if it's something you want. And sometimes they say, no, you can just have it. Or sometimes they're like, yes, because they want it too. And so that's a really good way to, I think, you know, to promote the community over competition is to share the love a little bit. And I know that we all want to stack our schedule and we all want to make that money. But sometimes sharing profit like that will pay back tenfold in the future because we're all in this for the long game, right? And making a friend like that, they could be someone that, you know, is wanting to pay you back as well. And then they'll hire you, hopefully, on something in the future that you really like to do. And maybe you'll make even more with it. You never know. But one of the main ways that I've tried to promote community over competition is So it's either to refer artists that I know to other jobs or work together as opposed to competing. But the main way, too, is by training other artists here locally. So I have worked with many artists, some more than others, given them jobs, given them opportunities and helped them promote, you know, shown how to how to post on social media, done the whole thing, showing how to, you know, putting the paintbrush, a big paintbrush in their hand and helping them do a mural for the first time. And just all the things in between, some more than others. But what I have noticed, you know, recently, I've had a couple instances where I've had customers reach out to some of the artists that I've trained here locally, and I've actually lost some jobs because things like they've responded quicker or they were cheaper or they're able to get the customer in before I am or they're just in their area and they met and then offered them the job because of whatever certain situation. But I know because I see them working with them and I'm like, oh, wait, if I hadn't trained that person, I know for a fact that I would have gotten that job. And I'm like, wait, because I have this, I had a family member a while ago tell me in the beginning, they're like, you're training your competition. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Because, you know, what goes around comes around. And if you're putting good out there, right, it's going to come back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm more and more lately, I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> and obviously, I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of telling them that. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, okay. So in instances like this, and I think this might help you out too, you know, if you see an artist getting a job that you want, and there, you know, that like there was either a connection there or something happened or they're they're getting something that you would have liked to do, what I have to do every time, because there's a little bit of a sting every time it happens. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) okay. And then I have to bring myself back. I'm like, okay, do I actually really want that job? Or is it just like, oh, it's just, I feel like I'm losing out on a small opportunity. And typically I'm just losing out on a small opportunity. Or I'll just look at my schedule and I'm like, well, I'm booked out maybe they're not as booked out as me or not even comparing. I just think I'm booked out. I have plenty to do. Do I really need that one extra job? No, I don't. And good for them. You know, they're they're getting it. They're you know, as long as they're happy, it's fine. And I have but I have to mentally bring myself back and take out that jealousy out of my brain and be like, okay, no, it's fine. There's no way I could possibly do every single project here locally. Ever. And this was, you know, this is bettering the community. We have more artists. It's a good thing that we have more people that are living a life of creativity and financial freedom through creativity, which is the main point of this podcast and training people in the long run. And the majority of the time, local artists are very welcoming. I will say, though, I am terrible about participating in the local arts festivals or 
really getting into like the local arts council and all that, I'm not very good at it. I'm pretty much in my own world. And, and you know, I have people from the Artist Academy come in and that that's where most of my focus is. But in general, most other artists here around town very welcoming. And so this is leads to another of my tips. <laughs> and although I'm not really active in the overall arts community, I do pick out the ones that I know, either members of the Artist Academy or artists that I've personally met. And if I know they're doing a show, I will try my hardest to go to it. So there's a couple artists in Branson specifically Mary Evelyn and Christine. She's a beauty from light. And then if you just search Mary Evelyn, those two, Mary Evelyn does portraits and Christine does these beautiful light, uh, neon, just really cool stuff. And even though we're not in Springfield, I try to go to their shows because I really love their art. And just recently, Christine had a show to where it was a very personal show for her. It was about her like childhood and whatnot. And so she did a bunch of different pieces, worked really hard on it, but she wasn't sharing it on social media, which I thought was very strange and goes against everything that I know. I'm like, share, you know, promote, get people ready to buy. Like, but it was so odd that it worked for me. I was like, okay, if you're not sharing this on social media, I have to go to your show and see what you're doing. And so luckily, a friend, Danny, who's also in the Artist Academy, she was in town. She's like, do you want to go see Christine's show? I'm really intrigued. I'm like, yes, I do. So we drove up there and we went and saw her show and just checked it out. And I little things like that, I believe, go really far with your artist community, like things like just showing up when you know someone has put in a lot of effort into something, like hours and hours into that show. And like, or like I've had things like hosting a mural meetup when I do the ones in Missouri. I love when my artist friends come and Christine and Mary Evelyn and many other artists that I know here locally came to our little artist party that we had last summer. And I was really appreciative of it. I felt like a couple of my didn't get a chance to talk to as much as I'd like, but just them showing up means a lot to me. So I try to do it to them. Not every time they have a show or, you know, everything that's going on, like if, if a bunch of arts fest or whatnot, but when I can, I try to show up. And I think that really goes and says a lot into supporting your artist community. Just show up. It's like if you have a friend that just shows up for your stuff, like you want to show up to theirs too. And that's supportive of a community and not competition. Although with helping other artists and bringing artists onto the job with me, I have had a little bit of conflict with like my customer and communication with the customer and with the artists that I have brought on. Whether it's, you know, the customer tells the artist that I brought on that there's been a change and then they don't relay that to me. And then it's just kind of like a weird communication issue. And then that's that's kind of weird. And so just the, the extra added layer of communication that's needed when having other artists come on the job with me is a part that I'm really not a fan of, like having to over communicate with the customer and with the artist, like what's expected and do this and that. And you always leave something out, right? And it's just, it's not my favorite part. But one time I had brought an artist on with me to paint. And then like a while later, maybe like six months later, that customer ended up reaching out to the artist that I brought on with me and asked if they would do some work for them. And I remember the artist telling me about it and being like, hey, I'm, I'm meeting with this person, blah, blah, blah. 
And I remember being like, I'm pretty sure that person works for the same company that's my customer. And, you know, we work together on that project, but I'm pretty sure that something's wrong here. Like, I, I think you're meeting with my customer. And they're like, no, no, no. Like they, they found me through this other person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you sure? Because you're about to meet with my customer and I'm not sure. And then I did, I remember I didn't get a response. This was a couple of years ago. And they went and met with the customer and lo and behold, it was the same customer. And there was a bit of an overlap because the contact, so like the person didn't know exactly who painted it before and they weren't sure. So they reached out to somebody who, you know, they saw the pictures that were posted on their profile and they just had, didn't see mine. And so they reached out honestly thinking that they were contacting the same artist that was working for them last time because I brought them on. And technically they were, but technically I was the lead last time and I just hired on that artist to help because they weren't as busy and I needed help. And so it was a mutual exchange. So I remember them afterwards, they were like, hey, you know, this is the same customer. And I was just like, I didn't take it well. I was like, but I told you ahead of time. But I had to really calm down. And like, it didn't sit well for a while with me. And I was just like, oh, because it was one of my first experiences that I, that that had happened with. And I'm like, but I told you, why wouldn't you listen? But no, like looking back on it, they really didn't know. There was no ill intention. They were, it was wishful thinking on the artist's part, thinking, no, they found me from a different thing. And no, I don't think I'm stealing a customer from you. Like, I think it was very much like an honest mistake. But at the time, it was very hard to handle. And so I was asking my husband and a couple other people like, how should I handle this now? Because like they had a relationship with my customer and it wasn't the exact same contact that I had last time. So that contact didn't even know me. And so I was like, how do I handle this? And she wanted to split it 50-50. And so other people were like, yeah, just just do that. Blah, blah. I was like, okay. And so we kind of went from like, I was in charge last time to now we're splitting it 50-50 because of a communication issue. And it really, I really didn't like it. I was like, okay, but you just kind of go with it and learn from it. So I was like, okay, next time this happens, and I think that's what you have to do, right? All these situations, you go in kind of hoping for the best. And then when something bad happens, I think about, okay, next time I'm going to handle this differently. Next time I'm going to really speak up and be like, okay, that is my customer. I'm very sure of it. Can you please ask him like who contacted you? How do they know you? That way we can clarify before you go meet with them if this is actually what you think it is. And so now I know to do that, but then I didn't know. So it's all just like a learning experience. But on the other hand, so this actually got flipped on me maybe like a year later. It was a while later. And I had worked on a project with that same artist. And then her customer ended up reaching out to me for photo op wings. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is great. And in my head, I honestly thought, oh, she's recommending me because she doesn't do photo op wings. I'm really the only artist around here. I was known as the butterfly girl, right? And so I'm like, finally, you know, she's giving an opportunity back to me because I had given a lot to her either with hiring her on or just like recommending her people. And I was like, finally, she's in this abundance place where she can recommend me now. I'm like, great. So excited. So I was talking to the customer and I was like, yes, I would love to do these wings for you. And we talked about a date and I was like, great. And then I went to text my artist friend. And I was like, hey, thank you so much for recommending me. We're going to do these wings. It's going to be fun. Thanks so much. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, 
I thought that you recommended me to your customer. She's like, no. And so I knew, I was like, oh, I can only imagine because I had just gone through that. I had just gone through that like feeling where you're just like, oh, why? Like, why are they reaching out to someone else? You know, so I, I could empathize. And so I was like, okay, so we had the agreement that we had with the last one is, okay, we'll just share it, right? So it was her customer. Now we're splitting it 50-50, just like before it was my customer. Then we're splitting it 50-50. I'm like, great. This is literally the world evening itself out. And I'm getting able to see the other side of it and how an honest mistake can happen. And so we ended up, hey, do you want to work with me? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, like I said, wings are earlier thing. So we decided, or like, yeah, maybe we'll do it. And then I just ended up doing it by myself. And the other one actually didn't even end up happening. The one that we were supposed to do together at the other confusion. So whatever. It ends up working out. But my understanding with all of this is when there is a confusion like this and, you know, somebody's reaching out to someone else's customer, it's typically just an honest mistake. There's no, like, I'm going to take this from you because some reason. It's really just people like that have wishful thinking that, because I was thinking, oh my gosh, great. Like she's finally recommending one to me. That's just wishful thinking on my, and it wasn't exactly what was happening, but (laughs) I was like, that's just what I thought. And so we all like create these situations in our mind and without communication to have clarity, there's no way to know. And so the quicker you have communication, the better, because just imagine if I had gone and done those wings project and she would have seen it and she'd be like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, why? And then it would just be even weirder, right? Because I didn't even talk to her about it beforehand, I I think. So just clarifying, just doing the things and just talking about it, talking, because I've gotten into like text wars, DM wars with local artists to be like, you're being rude. Like, why would you do that? Don't text. Like, this is coming from texting annoys the shit out of me so much when it comes to conversations that need to either be had, like, where you can hear each other's tone. Because situations are going to come up. And I know that it's so much easier to just text the person and just be like, hey, this is this, this. And it's kind of like hiding. I think of texting as like hiding behind something and being like hiding behind your phone and not actually wanting to talk in person like an adult sometimes (laughs) like so I've had situations where like an initial conversation just to make sure everything is okay and then if I feel like it's getting weird I'll send a voice message or be like hey do you want to talk or hey just call me you can just call me and we can talk this out or if I think it's going to be an issue sometimes I'll send a video message that way they can literally see my face and my tone to be like Because in text message, you don't know how someone's coming at you, right? And whatever tone that you think that they're coming at you is like made up in your own mind. (laughs) So like I I just shared, you know, in the last solo episode about how somebody emailed me and I thought that their (laughs) tone was like really bitchy, but it was actually not at all. And so I just think that, you know, setting a time to just talk about it either over the phone or just, I would just don't argue with people over text. It just doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Another way that I have tried to promote community over competition is if I know that another artist in the area really likes to do this certain thing, whether it's like painting female figures or painting whatever, like, and it's just not really my thing. Like I could, I could do it, but it's not really my thing. Sometimes I'll recommend them. And although I've gotten into a situation here recently in my own mind to where I've recommended 
our other artists, not really because I couldn't complete the project because I wasn't like busy or whatever. It's like, I could probably fit them in. It's just that I think somebody else would like it better. So I give it to them. And then I don't communicate with them. Hey, if you could send me stuff that you like, that you know I like to do too, that would be great. But the problem is I've gotten myself into a situation where I never communicated that. So I was sending other artists a bunch of stuff that I knew that they would really like to do. And then I would see them doing stuff like wings. And I was like, hey, wait, I've sent, I've like helped them a lot. Why wouldn't they help me back? And that's an error on my part because I didn't communicate that. Because what I found is... A lot of artists look at my position and think, she's so busy, she's booked out, she doesn't have time for this, she doesn't need help, right? And I don't. I don't necessarily need help. But I'm in this position now where I want to do the fun stuff or the stuff that makes a lot of money, right? Like, I, the stuff in between, like... I pass up a lot of stuff just because I don't want it. But sometimes I pass up stuff because I know other artists will love it because that's what I want back, right? Like people do nice things. Like I give my friends flowers sometimes because I really like to get fresh flowers. And even though I've told my husband this multiple times, he will not pick the flowers on the side of the road that are free and give them to me. (laughs) No matter how many times I communicate it, like he will not do it. So like little intuition, little things like this. And so I would start to give out projects like that. And nowadays, if it's something that I maybe kind of want to do, but I know somebody else will want to do it, I'll be like, hey, do you want to trade me something for this? That way I'm not giving out projects, expecting it to come back to me someday. And when it doesn't, I get mad and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like That way it's like very communicated. Like, hey, I have the time to do this and I would, but I think you would like it a lot better. I would appreciate it that if you get like photo op street art opportunity, you would send it back to me or we can trade something right now. And it doesn't always something like that. But nowadays, if it matters or or certain artists, I'll be, I'll just do a trade with them. Like, hey, let's work together as a community to have the most fun painting. And that's a way that I know how to do that is to, you know, you give me the fun projects. Because a lot of the times, projects that I think are really fun are not the ones that light other people up. And the other ones that light people up are not the ones that I think are fun. So if you have an artist in your area who is known for one thing, say it's pet portraits, and that's all they do, and you don't want to step on their toes... I'd say it's a 50-50. You could try it if you really want to do it and maybe they won't care. Who knows? Or you could reach out to them, make a connection and say, here you go. I want to help you. How about you help me back? And these are the kind of things that I love. So if you get something like that, send it to me and then we can all work together. Overall, what I'm wanting to say with this whole episode is I've had so much more conflict things. Like I've had artists accuse me of all the different things and I've and I've mentally accused artists of all the different things but maybe not said it you know and like and I think it just comes down to giving someone the benefit of the doubt and communicating 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 if you have an issue with someone ask them about it <laughs> don't let it dwell because there's been a couple times where I was like fine I'm never talking about artists again fine I'll show them <laughs> right and it's like no <laughs> it's, so it just communication solves everything and I think if you come at it with 
okay, this artist is likely not trying to hurt me. There's a communication issue somewhere and I'm going to go at it like that. And also like if you want something from an artist, give them something back or propose something back. Like I love that when somebody's like, hey, I would love to come paint with you, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we, we work out some kind of deal where whatever, or they're just in the academy. So they're paying me monthly anyway. So and they asked me to come out. I'm like, yes, of course you're paying me. Like, of course I'll help you. So I think it's just, if we help other artists, what you put out comes back and okay, I'm done rambling. <laughs> All right. I will check you next week for, we will have a fun interview and yeah. Okay. I hope you've liked this, <laughs> this episode. And if you have, and especially if you're a local artist or if you want my help more so in any way, I have a ton of video inside of the Artist Academy, just showing you how to paint murals, how to do prints, how to do NFTs, all of the things, and you can apply at artistacademy.co. That is artistacademy.co if you would like to work with me further about other things. If you like the podcast, you are going to love the Artist Academy because we go so much more in depth. And I do things like I'll post my projects in there that I do every week and I'll tell you behind the scenes things of it of like, this is how much I charge. This is how difficult the customer was or wasn't. And these are the things I've learned from it. This is this, that. Like I am an open book and a lot of the times I make video to walk through how I've painted things and all of the things. And we also have an advanced podcast with over, I think there's over over 50 episodes in the advanced podcast of just more content, less rambling. I get to the point a bit more and just give you tangible examples of how I run my business and to help you run yours. So yeah, okay, that's it. I will see you next week. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day.